Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Jim, and today we have a special collaboration podcast episode for you guys. Recently, our friends at the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast were nice enough to have me and Kathleen on their podcast as guests to talk some of our favorite Christmas movies. We had a blast chatting with them about a million different topics, and we can't wait to work with them again. So without further ado, here are me and Kathleen on the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. Enjoy, guys. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. I am here on a very special episode. We have some guests joining us today from a different podcast. But before we introduce them, let me go ahead and introduce the regular folk. My uh, my good buddies, Brian. Hi. <laughs> okay. Nothing witty. That's okay. We'll, we'll get more out of them later. And Trey. Why are we just regular folks now? <laughs> That's, I don't know, because now we have special folks on with us, Binge Town TV Podcast. Welcome, Jim, Kathleen, say hello. Hi. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hyped to We're be here. We're excited to be here. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, welcome, guys. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, I'm excited to talk about today's topic. You know, Christmas is around the corner. Uh, Hanukkah, if you're Jewish and any other you know, denomination that, that you follow is right around the corner. The holidays are here and nothing more special than Christmas movies, both the regular, the traditional ones and the non-traditional movies. So each of us is going to go in and discuss, uh, you know, one or two of our favorites. But before we do that, let's talk about a couple things that we're excited for. Maybe something that you're reading, maybe something that you're watching currently, Something that's coming out, you know, the uh, debut of No Way Home is right around the corner. That's definitely something. Tonight's that, the uh, premiere. Yeah, it's why I can't, can't, I don't even want to be on the internet anymore. Oh, like, me neither. Yeah, dark and full of spoilers for sure. <laughs> I want to, I want it spoiled for me. It saves me the cost of a movie ticket. So, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, let's, uh, let's start off. So, Kathleen, what is something that you are watching, playing, reading? Sure. Something you're excited for? Something I was excited for last night was the succession finale. That was great. Um, that was a banger. And then on the same ticket, um, HBO Insecure, that's finishing up. And that's such a great show. If anyone's not seen Insecure, go check it out. It's five seasons, like a sitcom, but it's so fucking funny. I can curse, right? 100%. Okay, good. <laughs> you can't right, stop cool. us. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Nerd wise, um, podcast wise, we're doing Wheel of Time, which has been incredible. But my, what I'm most I just finished one for, episode, like watching it recently. Just one, like, like just the couple, first one. No, no, a couple minutes ago. Like I just finished the latest one. Oh, nice. Oh, great, yeah. great. Yep, so good. But so I have the boys watching Winona Earp, which is my number one, number two show of all time. And um, I never thought they were going to actually watch, which is great having a podcast. Uh, conning them into it, but they like it. So we finally are on the finale. We have the last two episodes and I can't wait to hear what they think and they better like it or I'm going to be mad. It took us so long to decide that we were going to watch this show because we knew that if we didn't like it, it was going to be personal to Kathleen. She was going to yeah. get so upset. <laughs> and yeah, we're having fun with it. We were having a lot of fun covering it. We originally did the pilot and then because we enjoyed the pilot and the audience liked it, we covered seasons one two and three just seasons recaps and then since the final season season four was as of now the final season we decided we were going to cover that every two episodes so we've been breaking it down a little bit more but me personally 
going on with the Christmas topic. I'm enjoying Hawkeye right now. The 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 winter Christmas theme, having a lot mm-hmm. of fun with mm-hmm. that. It's funny because our podcast covered every MCU Disney Plus show so far, and we decided as a group that we might just do a season recap of Hawkeye. We didn't think there was going to be too much to it. We were like, oh, you know, maybe it's just like this fluffy holiday Hawkeye show that it's going to introduce Kate Bishop. Well, how wrong are we? We have six introductions of characters, more coming. Like, it's crazy. It's been a really, uh, really good show. We're enjoying it. Kingpin is coming. Kingpin's on his his way. He has such a a big voice. I was like, oh, that's definitely him. 100%. That's awesome. Okay. Well, uh, gentlemen, which one of you do you want to go next? I can go. Um, go. Volunteer. So I have gone, uh, and I think I mentioned it on one of our previous episodes, I've kind of gone down a Sandman rabbit hole. Um, So I had purchased the Sandman omnibus number one to kind of brush up on it. It's been many, many years since I've read the books. Mm -hmm. And so I started reading on that and just forgot how good it is. And I don't, I don't have as much time to read as I used to, but I, I think I've killed about half of it. But at the same time, Audible made uh, the Sandman, like the full cast, like recording, like the, the audio drama, I guess it were, uh, available for free for part one. And then they already came out with part two. And so I was like, oh, I'll check it out. It may be good. Well, Neil Gaiman is the narrator. And then you've got James McAvoy as Dream. You've got, um, what is her name? Kat Dennings as Death. I mean, just like all of these huge actors playing kind of bit parts, really, in this audio drama. And it is so good. They've done such a great job with it that having just read read the original source material and then listening to it again, it, it's not boring. Like, it, they have to change it up a little bit. So give it a give it a check out. Like it's it's super good. And then as we know, you know, we've got a, a live action coming out Netflix in the future-ish. So if you want to go down a Sandman rabbit hole, it's there. Go for it. I might have to. I've never actually read Sandman, and that sounds awesome. I didn't know that they had those voice actors for the audio. So I think that the part two, which has been released, I haven't gotten mm-hmm. part two yet. I'm about about three quarters away down with part one. And I think part two has even more people like, wow. It's so James McAvoy came back again. And then I know Kat Dennings is doing death some more and death is featured more heavily in the future uh, Mm. books. And so she's going to like come around a little bit more, but I mean, yeah, you read just like the quick cast of characters on, you know, just on the description of the audio. And it's like, Holy crap! Like, how did they get? How did they get all these people to do it? That's and amazing. Neil Gaiman. I don't know if you've ever heard him read anything before. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just amazing. So, give it a shot. Yeah, I'm in. That leaves me. I was originally going to stick with how excited I am to see more shirtless Henry Cavill with Witcher <laughs> season two coming out. But yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna punt that one till the next episode when it's actually come out and I can say how excited I am to have seen that instead I'm going to go with the joy of <clears throat> I think I've talked about playing Hollow Knight on the podcast before 
which is this wonderful little Metroidvania where you're a bug and you fight bugs and it's just so delightful. <laughs> um, the community that is surrounded by, or I guess that the, the, the fandom of hollow Knight is obsessed with this sequel to it coming out, which is called silk song. And there's been no news of it for two years from the developers. And there was this big swell of expectation that it was going to be announced or released or would be get like a crumb of information at the game awards, uh, which was last week and nothing came out of that. No news. And it was an incredible deflation of the community. Everyone is on just, just depression watch. And so that's, that's what I've been enjoying is the uh, hopeless anticipation for this game. Silk song that has a release date of 20 question mark, question mark. Never want to hear the question mark, question mark. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be, it's never going to come out. Yeah. But uh, speaking of the Witcher, I just restarted and watched episode one today. So I'm, I'm nice and fresh because we, we binged that so fast last year Mm -hmm. and then I haven't touched it again. The, the most I've seen of The Witcher since then was watching my friend play a lot of the video game. And that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I haven't seen a lick of The Witcher since, uh, since for a year, however long it's been. Two so. years. Two years now. Two years. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like, Damn it's like I'm watching it. it for the first time. Yeah. I did a full rewatch a couple weeks ago. And but I <laughs> but I kind of fucked up and binged it again. And so <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, damn it. But at least I followed it better this go around. Yeah. And then I did watch right. the Netflix anime, the what is it, the season of Nightmare the Wolf of the Wolf. Or, Nightmare of the Wolf. Some, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. That was pretty solid. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. It was, yeah. it was super reminiscent of the animation, everything of Castlevania, which I mm-hmm. really enjoyed as well. Sure. Yeah. So agreed. It just like it felt like kind of I was kind of mixing them up. I was like, doesn't this? Have, oh no, that's the other thing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, rewatch it. It's good. And what is the what is the release date on that? I don't know. Sometimes this the seventeenth Friday, yeah, I believe. Friday. Yeah, it's an epic time to be a nerd. You get uh, Spider Man. So you get Will Times Witcher. Out Now, Witcher. It's all something else comes out this week too. I can't remember what. Another Hawkeye with King Kingpin being introduced. Are you thinking about <laughs> the Sex in the City reboot? That's Obviously, it. That's it. That's exactly what it was. And just like that. Just right uh, that and you're hooked. Yeah. It's <laughs> Well, on that fantasy kind of uh, segue there, I'm I'm looking forward to more Wheel of Time. I just finished episode six, and it was pretty pretty good, a pretty good episode. Um, it did it, it was good. I won't get deep into mm-hmm. it, but it it's exceeding my expectations, and it's making me hopeful for the Lord of the Rings series yes. that Amazon is doing. And I think they put like five hundred million dollars into that. So as of now, yeah, Wheel of Time's the most, and then Lord of the Rings will be the most when that one comes out. So exactly. So we'll see. Crazy. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm excited. I'm very hopeful if they're able to use that source material well. Yeah, are you guys got have some any... heavy hitters? Sorry, yeah, James. Prime's working hard finally. I mean, yeah. you know, we've had some good prime stuff for a long time, but we've always talked about past years with having good things come out, even the boys. In season yeah. one, they're just not great at promoting they're back not. then. Now they're doing a lot better. But back yeah. then, I mean, I was actually like six to eight months late on the boys and the boys is phenomenal. Okay. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was know, too. I was late on the boys and I was late on Invincible. Yeah. Love I mean, Invincible. Oh, Invincible is phenomenal as well. 
but it, they they do have some seriously long breaks in between stuff. They yeah, do. That's their and issue. so it's kind of like eh, maybe I'll wait. You know, I think, <laughs> and that's what I'm doing with Wheel of Time because I I read not all of them. I have not finished all of the books. Okay, and that was going to be my question to you guys. If anybody yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty familiar. It's been a long mm-hmm. time, but it's, I'm pretty familiar with with the source material and enjoyed it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it enough to get like 10 books in. OK, and, but yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. When I heard that it was coming out and I saw some of the casting, I was like, awesome. Awesome. This is yeah. awesome. But I'm one of those guys that I got to wait for at least a couple episodes to come out. Like right now, I am just now getting around to last week's Hawkeye and I'm about halfway through just because my watching abilities are so sporadic. So like keeping up with a show and just the amount of things that happened to me in just one week in between one show coming out or one episode coming out and the next one is nice to have two in a row or the series to be done. That would be nice too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're called binge town TV. We love binge it. You know, that's the whole thing. It, it's a, it's a shame. Sometimes it's good for the podcast to have week to week. Sometimes you just want to have it all. And, you know, we were talking about, the MCU show specifically the WandaVision was perfect for week to week because if you binged it, you would have been upset with it too quickly Yeah. <laughs> by the time the ending happened, you know? Um, right. But the fact that they were able to give you those cliffhangers, it had people going crazy right. and people covering on the podcast going nuts. And I actually, I think because we didn't cover Hawkeye, like we've covered the other MCU shows, I actually waited to have episode three and four to watch as well because I wanted to have a little bit of a chunk watch. So, I mean, we were actually, we were lucky enough to get Wheel of Time uh, screeners. And it was crazy that they gave us six out of eight episodes. Dang, that's awesome. We almost didn't want to watch because we felt like we're like not following with the fandom, but we just wanted to follow along with the fandom. So we really actually watched the first three so that, the first three that came out, we could, we could drop an instant reaction to. And then we were trying to keep it week to week, just have it a little bit earlier than everybody else so we could still drop the podcast. But we were very shocked that we got six out of the eight episodes. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that does take away kind of like the Game of Thrones of it all when everyone it's the water cooler stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like theorizing week to week, listening to podcasts. That was like my favorite thing to do with both um, Game of Thrones and Westworld. Like yes, the the supplemental content in the middle of the week was everything to me. I needed it. <laughs> and that's Irvin what we the, all Irvin is to the be king now. of the supplemental <laughs> content. Irvin is the I king am. of it. Yeah, just I love going down those rabbit holes. Nope. Like, uh, yeah. Yes. See, that's, I I barely us. I barely watch trailers. Like I mm, I don't okay. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know anything. I don't even think about it. I just want to watch and just we were follow actually, with the story. Yeah, Good. we were actually just talking to um party with ray he's uh the person who came up with the song came for the low the zemo cut song the one from falcon and the winter soldier and we were talking to him we just got friendly with him through instagram and he was very very similar he was like i don't like trailers i don't want to see teasers for the next episode i just want to be shocked and i just want to watch it i let it happen to you i agree that's fair that's fair yeah Mm. i just i I just want to i yeah, me too. I'm all theories all the time. And whether it's yeah. the, for good or better or for worse. Yep. WandaVision, it was for worse. All the theories that we came out with. Just Mephisto! To get, just to get, you know, Ralph Boner, you know, so. <laughs> that was, Jesus, I can't believe they gave us that. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you all a question. So, obviously, like us, we all watch and binge shows. 
do you ever binge a show and then after that do you immediately move on to another show or do you have like kind of like a buffer will you watch a movie like personally once i binge a show and like i've committed like especially if it's like a 26 plus episode type of thing I'll, I'll have to like just commit to like movies for the next like week because it's just like I was just so enveloped in this other world that like I, I have to commit to something else. Are, are y'all that way or are you just no boom, let's go to the next one. I'm known for needing a palate cleanser de- depending on what the show was. Right. If I'm like fully in obsessed then I'm going to need to watch something either one that's completely different, something that that is like easy, very palatable, whatever. But there's definitely been times where I'm like, okay, done. But that's only when the show's not really inspiring me that much. I could just crush and crush and crush and go on to the next. But if I'm like super inspired by something, I, like when I finished Winona Earth for the first time, I just restarted it from the top because I was like, I need to. Yeah, we need to get that rewatch value. In. But how about you, Jimmy? Yeah, a lot of the other binge town hosts will do maybe like sitcoms after a heavier show maybe and not necessarily like a new sitcom where you have to watch like eight seasons of how i met your mother or something but it would be how i met your mother in the sense where it's one of their favorite sitcoms so they'll watch a few here and there just to be like kathleen said a palate cleanser i know me personally i'll usually just try to go totally different i do have like a list of shows and i for example had my like third or fourth rewatch of the sopranos and after the sopranos i was like all right I'm going to go with something like the hundred, which was the first time Kathleen had me watch the hundred from the CW. And I was like, all right, this is, this is so different that I'm, I'm good. You know, it's fine. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do do that. I don't necessarily do it with movies, but I will change it up. Definitely hundred percent, um, between TV shows. Would you guys say you're more TV people or movie people? I think we have to be TV people now. I mean, just as far as the stuff we actually have access to, yeah. uh, even, like we just, we, I watch most stuff on my TV now. Like, unfortunately, I watched Dune on the TV at home, which was not as yeah, good I mean, experience. But that's right. just that's what it is, and so that I think it lends itself. Just the the post pandemic lifestyle is geared towards that. It's right. a lot easier just to queue up the next, you know, whatever series I've got in front of me. Yeah, I, I like the movie theater experience, and it's a shame that we missed it for a year and a half. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people don't like it that much but i i do and i mean i've i've gone every single mcu movie with my dad since i was younger since it's been 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. and you know we like to see them in the theaters and dune one of our co-hosts uh kyle he went to the imax saw it he said it was like the best thing ever you know he said it was such a great experience seeing it in imax and i i actually haven't gotten a chance to see it but if i do it will be on the tv like you said Hmm. Highly recommend you go into the theater to watch it. It's yeah, it's epic. I've I've done both. It just it, you can't beat it. Say, like, oh wow, that was so great. I wonder what it'll be like in in three years when the sequel comes out, mm-hmm. if it comes out. Still salty. Still salty. I'm still <laughs> so well. I just it 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 was an enjoyable experience, but it was an incomplete movie. I mean, it's part one. Yeah, that's how that goes. I know I've told this story a million times, but my dad did not know what Lord of the Rings was and had no idea. I received the I love the story special edition, <laughs> it's so good. It's the so good. leather bound Fellowship of the Ring extended cut DVD for Christmas. Right. And we took it down to our lake house 
And we all we have at the lake house is one TV with one little DVD player. And so I pop it in, we're getting into it and he gets into it. Like, and my dad, his, his two favorite movies are Caddyshack and Saturday night fever. So like, <laughs> just, this is way out of his realm. Right. Right. And he's into it, like watching it. And he's like, da, 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 and then it ends. And he's like, wait, they don't get the ring back. And I was like, no dad, there's two more movies. And he's like, Oh, fuck that. I'm out. Like, (laughs) and he, to this day will ask me if we start watching a movie, like, is there going to be more? No, no, does he know how the the series ends? Like, does he know that they beat Sauron? Spoilers. No, no, he has completely blocked it. It's, it's dead to him. He has no idea what happens. You know what you need? Crazy. I love Your that. Dad, one of the YouTube summary stuff. So, right. so you can finish the story in his mind. Like I personally couldn't do that. Like that would just, nope. he's me. blocked it. That's gone. Dead. Dead. You, that, you know, it would really be funny is if you just like started queuing up like midway through two towers or return of the King, he's like, what the fuck? Gandalf's alive. <laughs> yeah. He's back. Why is he, he white in the last one? No, no it's, a, it's one of those prequels, dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of something funny in that vein, I actually had a friend. And I think our dad, me and Kathleen, are siblings where whether it's Netflix, HBO Max, well, back then it was HBO Go, right? Um, I think my friend specifically was trying to watch True Detective season one for the first time, which phenomenal season. And he started it backwards. He started with the last episode and didn't realize so he literally, you know, he queued up the last episode he's watching. Oh, he's like, no. this show is ridiculous. What the hell is going on? And he's like, what? wait, is it what? And and he had no idea. And then he never watched it. Never, never watched the whole thing just because he did it backwards. And that was it done. And it's like, you got to make sure you pay attention to that. Yeah. You really could watch the last episode and then go back to the beginning and you'd have no idea what the fuck you just watched. Yeah. Like, well, uh, wait. Why are they younger, but also drunker? I'm confused. <laughs> That's true. Yep. I was listening to a Rolling Stone podcast at one point that was, um, I forget what it was called, but basically this guy from Rolling Stone would have celebrities on. And and I think like John Hamm did Gossip Girl, Allison Brie did Game of Thrones. But basically what they do is they have you watch the pilot and then the series finale. And then ask you questions. I mean, technically, it ruins everything. Like, mm-hmm. you can't really mm-hmm. take that back once you've done it. But the whole point of it is like, hey, is that a good way to watch this show? And everyone's, of course, like, no. But the guesses in the middle are funny. I mean, after the pilot, they're like, who do you think is important? Like, of Game of Thrones. Like, you know, it's like, is yeah. Ned Stark yeah. important? Like, you think he's like, gonna oh, so that's the main character. Yeah, right. So it's well, definitely I mean, interesting. Yeah, I don't Game of Thrones. That it, that's that's yeah. awful to do it with, man. Holy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you're gonna have seven or eight seasons of like really good character development for this Khaleesi character, and <laughs> yeah. have her like grow and evolve, and then sud- like it's not gonna be a sudden like t- turn of a corner transformation into a nutso. Like it's gonna yeah. be like, well like set up in the series. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope, it happened in the last thirty minutes. Uh, sudden heel turn, and let's ruin everything for everybody. Season eight was perfect. Okay. Kathleen's doing that to piss you guys off. No, it was perfect. It was perfect at making me sure that I will never go back and watch it again. I have, I've spent many hours watching the show. I'll never have to spend another moment. It was, no, it was perfect in getting the directors fired from their next project. That's what it was perfect for. So true. I mean, it's really a shame how good a show was phenomenal. A show was, and to have people like what Brian said, 
decide that he will never watch it again because of the ending. This is why you don't dive down rabbit holes. This is why you let the story surprise you. No trailers. <laughs> it's so rewarding when you hit it on the nose, though. You're like, I oh, it, it really I fucking is. told you. But, but the flip of that is it ruins a completely a, a, like a complete universe for you. Don't yeah. do it. Even with like Secret Invasion coming out, I know now I'm not going to like go Expect, too hard with yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I mean, even Kevin Foggy himself said, you know, it's not going to be as hard hitting like the big A-listers from all the MCU. It's going to be Nick Fury. And and now we know Maria Hill and it's going to be its own thing and mm-hmm. it's still going to be great, I'm sure. But, you know, Secret Invasion was one of the was one of the big ones that I read back when I was constantly reading comics. So that could have been another WandaVision situation. But now yeah. I'm a little bit smarter. <laughs> More seasoned. Yes, more seasoned, 100%. Well, speaking of season, hey, yo. tis the oh, season. Oh, Segway. You're how long have you been sitting on that for? Yeah. <laughs> I did. It just it just happened. He said season. I don't believe you. I, I was just we were waiting. chatting in it the was Zoom scripted. chat box. Yep. I was like, I'm about to say season. Hit me up. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. This is what this is what planning looks like, Brian. You should try it sometime. Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, Trey. Well, perfect segue into... Uh, into our next bit here we're going to talk about uh either a traditional or non-traditional movie who wants to uh start it off not all at once y'all i can start ladies first let's do it okay all right so um my classic and i think jimmy may be piggybacking as well is the santa claus um so tim allen is both hot (laughs) <laughs> and not an adjective like, I would use, but come on, Jimmy, but he's also, come on, Jimmy, interest. But he's also yeah, yeah, my Santa Claus. Like he's no one else is jolly. Santa Claus. Are you to saying me. he's Daddy Claus? He's Daddy, Daddy Claus. Claus. Daddy like, Claus. Oh, I didn't want that to be a thing, but now it is. <laughs> I don't know when ho, it happened, ho, ho. but I am obsessed with Tim Allen, and I don't know if I need to go to some sort of therapy for that, but <laughs> I love him. He's, just, he's great. But no, I just um, I think for me, like aesthetically, it's very pleasing. I'm I'm all about the nostalgia. I think it holds up. Yep. Um, the music in it is great. I love that aesthetically, like it's it's mostly snow and Christmassy and North Pole. Like, I, I think I need that visually in a, in a Christmas movie. But also, I think, it again, it holds up. It's funny and it makes me cry, too. So I, I don't necessarily ever watch second and third one, but the first one hits the same every single time. Like I feel like a kid when I'm watching it. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's Daddy Claus. <laughs> For the I listeners cannot believe at Tim home, Allen is not on there. We have I, nothing but buff Santas on our screen right now. I'm just glad <laughs> that when you Google hot Santa, this many different images. It's gonna be a dick of, that's gonna pop up soon. Give me one second. Yeah, right. far down, one bro. sec. Okay, we've got uh, Kathleen. The, I hope Kathleen's not. I don't know where she's going here. Hot Santa. There's a hot Santa Lego. This is well, this should probably just <laughs> a combination. Why is Ryan Felipe on this? Yeah, like, Ryan Felipe is Santa. <laughs> this is hilarious. All right, I get there's Kurt our Russell. first. Yeah, Kurt Russell. There's our first actual actor as hot Santa. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Is that in? Um, yeah. I've seen that movie. That's that one's pretty good. Look at that. Hot oh, here Santa we go. Ranks. We finally got Tim Allen is one of the hot Santa. <laughs> there he is. Tim Allen. You've got Billy Bob and you've got Kurt Russell. 
And you think Tim Allen's the hot Santa? In okay, this, I'm in this trying room? to find something specific in my room, but I cannot find it. Give me one more second. She's, I have no idea what she's looking for, but I hope she just has a poster of a hot Santa that, that's <laughs> on her wall. It's gonna be a pillow of Tim Allen. Yeah, she's got it. I mean, she could probably like a body show... pillow. Ooh. It's gotta be a body pillow if it's hot Santa. There you go. Ah, oh. oh, I'm upset. So I just moved, so I took some things home. I'm at my parents' house, but. I had a picture of Tim Allen, his mugshot when he was like uh, arrested for cocaine or something like that, having cocaine. But I had it on my wall and I wanted to pull it out. But I don't know where it went. I didn't even know that that was a thing. But I mean, yeah, I think sense. it was I think it was like early in his career. Found it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Bitch and stash. Bitch and stash for sure. Kalamazoo, Michigan. Cocaine. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Okay, um, so the Santa Claus due to hot Santa and Daddy Santa, Daddy Claus and yeah, the nostalgia. That nostalgia. Okay. I'll do, do I'll do a little bit more of a rational piggyback than <laughs> Kathleen. I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna okay. stick with the Santa Claus. Um, you know, I'm 31, so it came out. I was probably well, I guess I was like four or five, but just like Kathleen said, it is more of like a nostalgia thing for me. I was actually thinking about this beforehand because we talked about the topic off pod and I was thinking about what I was going to say here. And I was wondering if the Santa Claus is actually a movie that a lot of people find for nostalgia or for like their childhood, depending on age, like certain people like my friends, I don't hear them. If we talk about Christmas movies, say the Santa Claus. And I'm wondering, is like me and Kathleen, are we weird because that it was just a show or movie we watched when we were younger? So we like it. Or what? Because I will say that the Santa Claus is usually on my list. Like if I'm making sure I watch a Christmas movie, I'll make sure it's the Santa Claus. I'm not a huge, huge Christmas movie guy. Like I don't have specific ones. It's the Santa Claus and then it's Polar Express. And I'll say Polar Express, too, because nostalgia, you know, I mean, not that it fully holds up with the animation. I don't know. You know, even back then they were saying, you know, is this the right thing to do with the, with the animation style? But you know, I'll still watch it because then I guess with Polar Express, I was like 12, 13, 14. And it's the nostalgia. And I know you guys appreciate that. <laughs> Indeed. At least we try to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just can't get past the dead eyes. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. Kids still love the, that movie. Though. I mean, like all know, my nieces and nephews, they're 12 and, you know, 12, 13, right around that age group. And I remember them growing up and watching it and uh, going up to there's a what is up in College Station that does no, it? No, it's in Palestine. Palestine, Texas. Yeah, that in, does a, a Polar Express little event. It's mm-hmm. so yeah. My my kids are younger and they they didn't really dig on it, but it was like, hey, we're gonna take you to go ride the Polar Express, and that's what it's called. Like it's a right. it's a um, Texas Railroad History Museum, and every like from like November through you know January, February, whatever they do. Uh, it's like an hour and 15 minute train ride and they play the music and they give you hot chocolate and Santa comes and visits you and stuff. Like it's a whole deal. Oh, cool. We live in South Texas and in Houston. So it's, it's a trek with little kids. Like I'll never, never ever do it again. Um, (laughs) I mean, it was, it was really cool and it was like really well done and, and it was super neat, but not with small kids, never, ever, ever again. And, um, but I tried to get them to watch the movie before. Mm-hmm. before we went and they just they're just too young they didn't they didn't dig on it but as i was watching it i was like yeah i remember this yeah is weirdness yeah. I don't okay know. but what's your favorite christmas movie try die hard 
God damn it, you stole mine. Well, Die Hard. I mean, so I'm going to talk about already, another one. We, we've both talked about Die Hard before. It Die Hard is the best Christmas movie ever made, and yeah. will always remain to be so. Never seen it. So, so, Kathleen, no, don't admit that. Don't you ever admit that. Have to. That's have ding, to ding, 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 ding. Yeah, Irwin, can you cut that out? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, hit the hit the bell. That's Inspire almost me. as bad as saying you've never seen the Fifth Element. Element yeah, gotta watch. Kathleen, have you seen? Yep, there you go. She's not a nerd, I guess. <sighs> Kathleen, you know, I'm trying to think. The Fifth Element. When did I've that got, come like, out? Like Supergirl posters on my wall. I'm a nerd. All you're showing them is your clothes right now. So. <laughs> sweet, sweet uh, closet though. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, Supergirl, the Flash. Come on. You don't have to be a nerd to watch Die Hard, though. No, Just definitely give not. It, give it a shot. It is. I mean, with as mu- with as many like pop culture references that are made now, it's so ingrained in the zeitgeist that you have to, you just have to watch it. I mean, it's got Agreed. Alan Rickman in it. What do you want? I was just going to say Alan Rickman, Kathleen. Love that guy. The goat. Yeah. The goat. So, yeah. Uh, but that's. So Trey, sell us on it being a Christmas movie, though. Give it to me. Yeah, it's, do it. It's 100% set at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Nakatomi Tower Christmas Party. You're right. Okay, well, Iron Man three set in, in Christmas okay. time, but I wouldn't say Iron Man. So 3 I, I'm we we've we've had this discussion before. Die Hard is the quintessential Christmas movie. However, there is a new one that I I say it's new. It's not. It's an old movie, but it is another movie that has actually cemented itself as a Christmas movie in my head, and that movie is Gremlins. Yeah, for mm, sure. For wow, sure. okay. Okay. And so Gremlins was made available on HBO Max. And actually I had a conversation with the boys before this that if you needed if you needed help thinking about Christmas movies, HBO Max has two or at least two uh different sections of like classic Christmas movies, and then they have Christmas-ish movies. And Damn, I was like, I that's, really? that, that, that's pretty, you know, pretty good for like getting, getting material. Right. But I was looking at it. We were at my parents' house with the kids and everything. And Gremlins was on there. And I was like, great. They are one and <laughs> five. This is going to be perfect for them. Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. And your daughter likes it. some spooky shit. She does. Yeah. She they're does. they're They both are like, they're little monsters. Like they are ghouls. They love spooky, scary. Oh, amazing. That's Kathleen amazing. will get along with them very well. From, Trey. <laughs> uh, no, no idea. I have no idea where they get it from. Um, but yeah, I put it on. Forgot how... How great a movie that is. It I have is, not seen it in so long. Right. Me neither. So I had neither. I had neither. And yeah. just just popped it on. I mean, it's so to qualify it, like you were trying to get me to qualify Die Hard as a Christmas movie, not to tell me Christmas party is where what gets hijacked, right? Check, Check. done. Uh Gremlins, he gets the Mogwai, so Gizmo as his Christmas present for his son. That's how it starts. Mm, okay. And so it's all set during Christmas. And then like all of the things that happen, you know, there's several shots of the gremlins and stuff playing in the Christmas tree and screwing stuff up and, you know, going to the department store and all that kind of stuff. And like, they're out for Christmas break, like during a lot of this happening and everything. So, yeah. I'll allow Christmas it. Movie. I like it. I'm going to have to watch that again. It's been a really long time. Yeah, me too. So I yeah. saved you. I saved your Die Hard, Brian. If you wanna, if you wanna keep going, but you no, asked my you, favorite, you've, Die Hard. You dirtied it. 
You've sullied it. I remember watching Gremlins 2 more growing up. And the one thing that's always stuck out to me is, do you remember when they got into the medical experiments lab in, in Gremlins 2 and the, whatever, it was the Nakatomi Plaza in New York? And one of them became a gargoyle gremlin and grew bat wings and was able to fly and terrorize. Mm-hmm. And he actually terrorized one of the people from the original movie who was just like wandering around New York City that day. And I remember there was just this scene where he's like walking down this busy New York street and this monster is attacking him and no one else in the street seemed to notice or give a shit. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's very New York. I don't know if I've even seen Gremlins 2. I probably have, but I know for a fact that I've seen that scene because I know I remember exactly Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. I just love the idea that they had like chemicals that had like busty, like thick lipped girl that you could inject in yourself to make you more attractive. Like I, that's (laughs) what I think science is like in real life because of that movie. (laughs) Okay. Obviously my favorite Christmas movie since Irvin didn't go. Um, Didn't even get a chance to say anything. Well, I haven't gone yet. Fucking go. No, I don't want to now. I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off of Trey's. You're gun shy. Brian's about um, to go rogue, guys. I want a Christmas movie that has the values that I care about in Christmas, which is that it's not all about the money. It's not all about the possessions. Um, something where you can learn a lesson after dealing with a Scrooge-like character, almost like a Grinch-like character. Um <laughs> A movie that talks about the importance of family, that talks about that being together with the one or ones you love is what's really important. One that celebrates friendship and community and coming together and also giving up what you want for the betterment of your community. And obviously the movie that encapsulates all of these things best is Die Hard because John McClane (laughs) is a Christmas hero. He spends the entire movie trying to get back to his estranged wife, Holly Gennaro. He fights a Scrooge-like character in the form of Hans Gruber, who's trying to steal the Christmas cheer uh, from the Nakatomi Plaza along with the bearer bonds. And it also has like a really nice stuffed bear for some reason. And he also tries to get back to his family and he forges uh, an interracial friendship with the beat cop and gets him to open up a little bit about his personal trauma as to why he stopped being on the streets. And if that doesn't spell the best Christmas story ever, then I don't know what does. I'm Irvin, sold. Irvin, Kathleen's I'm excited in. for your inferior answer. <laughs> so they, they, they talked on the topic of nostalgia. Mine is definitely going to be a Christmas movie. I can't, I could go, I could say something like kiss, kiss, bang, bang, right? It's uh it's set during in like LA right around Christmas time. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang could be one of them, but I'm going to go with nostalgia. I'm going to go with a arguably one of the shittiest Christmas movies ever, but I dig it. And it's starting Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes, no, with the toy. Oh, no. Yes. yes. Okay. See? okay. That's good. Look at that reaction. See, God, I it. know. It's a classic. It's, a classic. it's so bad, that. but it's, with, it's with so good at the same time. The, with theirs being the Santa Claus and then you saying Jingle All the Way, it's like, it's like 90s. Yes, kind of actiony. <laughs> yep, you know, yeah, perfect for them. Hold on, hold on. Are you saying that Jingle All the Way and the Santa Claus are similarly actiony movies? Yeah, there's he's action. Saying, he's saying nineties. 
I mean, when the when the when the elves with the attitude come and get Santa Claus out of the jail, that's action. <laughs> yeah, straight action. <laughs> am, I, am I remembering the yeah, same? Yeah, right. <laughs> are we are we yeah, creating so, our own movie right now? We're just drawing different scenes from one. Hell yeah. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger on. fights. Make sure the we write this down. Elves with attitude. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Boom. I like it. In the when, suit, obviously. Get yeah. to the sleigh. When Jimmy was saying that his friends didn't watch the Santa Claus, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that. That's because they're like, oh, I watched that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but I forgot what the title was. Yeah, that's no, crazy. I haven't seen life. that one in years. Do you watch that often, Irvin? Uh, I would say it's probably been two or three years since I've seen it, but I remember seeing it right around Christmas time. I was like, holy shit, I forgot this movie existed. Yeah. And so as I was, you know, doing research for the podcast, I was like, oh, that one, that one hits home because I remember and I feel like anybody as an adult with children has chased a product for their kid at some point or another. So I feel like Trey could definitely relate to it and other people that, that listen to this mm-hmm. podcast that are parents because that secondary market can be a bitch sometimes like PlayStation fives, for example, right now. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let's, let's back up. Would there be jingle all the way in 2021 where like the whole movie would just be him like bidding on, on eBay or yeah, right. being like Amazon, yeah. waiting for the Twitter Ugh. bots for PS five. And <laughs> no, it would totally take like a dark turn. Like something like payback or whatever, oh. where he goes to go he pick goes it to up. Like, like buy it a, in a parking lot. Yeah, they rob and he gets him. beat up and he gets robbed and then he like taken and tracks him down. Oh, he becomes Liam uh, Neeson. Liam Neeson is the one. There you go. I don't have a lot of money because we're you writing stole movies it. left and right here, guys. Yeah, but I do have He's a particular down. set Kathleen, of skills. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that's that's, that's my pick. Who uh, who's still uh, who's still left? Well, can Taken be a Christmas movie in some way? Don't they go on the winter trip to Europe? No, it's a summer trip to Patty. Yeah, I think it's uh, summer. I think they're in the second one, it is uh, around Christmas time, if I'm not mistaken, though. I think it's the same year that Christmas happens. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be that might be right. So well, Christmas and like movie. on the on the other like um hemisphere it's probably winter around the summer trip so it's like chris science math Could be. look it up well, let the me ask down, i was gonna say me, the Benchtown team it? we have another one here as a tag oh team. okay and Trey, i was gonna pose another appreciate question it. um basically what i was gonna say i was gonna say something different i'll say it later but um yeah the other one we had was nightmare before christmas now i watched that all year round because I'm obsessed so, with it. Question. Right? Is it a Christmas movie or is it a Halloween movie? So yeah. to me, to me, it's a Halloween movie. To me, it's an all year round movie. But if I had to choose Halloween again, aesthetically, it's so Halloween. Uh, What's this is an amazing song. And that Christmas scene when he's got, like pops up and he's got the snow in his head and he puts the lights in his eyeballs. I mean, it's iconic. And I literally have a, a Jack Skellington with a snow uh, with a Santa hat on right there. But I love it. I mean, I, I pretty much pretty much sums up who I am as a human. Like, is that, next to your that... Tim Allen body pillow? Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen, do you have your uh, where's your uh, pillowcases for Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh, they on there? No, mom. I mean, you literally away. could like look around a room and there's Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> everywhere. I can't even I get her any more gifts for Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. So I know I have it all. But I didn't realize that. Not all kids love that movie. Well, I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. 
could freak you out a little bit. What what's the moral of Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs> That's a great question. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like Jack's a villain. No, the the moral of the moral of Nightmare Before Christmas is stay in your fucking lane. It's like exactly. don't don't hear that kid fucking lane. Yeah. If you live if you live in a haunted nightmare, but stay in your lane. That's no, it. it doesn't even encourage fucker. curiosity <laughs> because curiosity encourages you to say, hey, wouldn't it be nice to not live in a nightmare town where everyone's decaying and like they prey on the fear of children? It's like, nope. Yeah. Just you ask too many questions. That. Somebody gets kidnapped. That's what as an adult. <laughs> I I do look at it more of a lens of being like, wow, Jack's just tired of this fucking job like he doesn't want this job he's uninspired and i can relate to that sometimes you know uh but yeah no jack's in the wrong so moral of the story i agree stay in your fucking lane <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's a great though great soundtrack i have it on vinyl i'm obsessed with it i listen to it like soon as september hits is when i really allow myself to just so dive that, that was going to be my statement was that um it's a Halloween and Christmas movie, so it, mm. it is applicable starting probably October one through you know into January, and that that is it just covers all of that. Um, yeah, but my daughter, my daughter especially, my my son is still pretty young, um, mm. so he's not he's not talking yet. It would which is like kind of babble words, but one of my daughter's first first thing she was able to ask for was Jack. Jack, Jack, I want to watch Jack. And so that's, and we knew that it was going to be Jack Skellington. As soon as you said that she liked spooky stuff, I was like, she's going to get along with Kathleen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's yep. both of their favorites. And it, yeah, for the last, you know, three or four years, I would say it's been on repeat at my house. So even before Disney Plus, we had, I bought it on Amazon, uh, Amazon video so she could stream it on anything. And, Put it on so does your, does your daughter think it's a Christmas or a Halloween movie? It's an everything movie to her. That's yeah. so she's her and Kathleen are just gonna hang out. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. everything. It's any time that That's she wants funny. to like it's one of those things that she uh she's five now, so she's been kind of branching out and like discovering new things. It's you know, of course she has, but she has her uh unicorns, urban and princesses and mm-hmm. mermaids and stuff like that pretty much the whole Disney repertoire, but she still comes back to Jack Skellington. So like if I just put it on for whatever reason, she's sit down and and she'll watch it sing along and stuff. I mean, it's genius, right? The claymation is the making of that is, is just as good as the actual movie. It's have you, yeah. Have you seen um, the movies that made us? Yeah. Yeah. So the movies that Uh made us uh, episode that that talks about Nightmare Before Christmas is actually one of the better ones. And there there's a lot of good ones. Die Hard's on there, I think. Home Alone's on there. That's another. Home Alone's that's a good one. Yeah. And it's like a lot of show. It's great. It's great. I've seen I've seen all of them. Um, Because right around Halloween they came out with a new batch, and it was like they had Nightmare on Elm Street, and they had Halloween, and Mm -hmm. then they had Nightmare Before Christmas was one of the new ones that they came out with. So So good. So good. My question was going to be before this. um, Do you guys have any episodes of TV that you go back to? Because when I was a kid, I loved like holiday themed episodes of whether it's sitcoms or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like the one that pops in my mind is like, hey, Arnold Christmas special, like Nancy Spumoni snow boots, like old, old 
old cartoon type deals. Um, I used to love that. Even like sitcoms, like Friends or anything like that. I love a holiday, Halloween, Thanksgiving, any of it. I love that. So I have Christmas, a yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm I'm just meditating on it. But Irvin, you got one. So I don't go back to uh, to actual TV shows. Like the only thing that popped in my mind was uh, Charlie Brown. But what I will do is I'll go back and watch like Christmas specific chick flicks, like rom coms. Mm. Just friends. I, and- I, I have an older <laughs> sister, and yeah. so it like just by default, like that's what she wanted. Like she would be in control of the. Uh, of the remote so we'd watch whatever she was watching and so i developed a taste for it and so i'll go back to some of those movies and and watch them okay i mean i've i've watched my fair share because of my fiance of the hallmark movies and i mean not that you ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) you you know what they are but (laughs) they get me going for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like those too Charlie Brown and then How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the the original mm-hmm. animated one. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I'll watch every year. Um, along with Die Hard. So maybe a marathon. <laughs> there it is. Brian, any uh any anything to chime in there? Did you meditate enough on it? Nah, you know, nothing really comes to mind uh as far as like shows. I do have the guilty pleasure of watching really terrible Hallmark Christmas movies. Yep. And it's secretly, not so secretly, my dream to one day write a Hallmark movie. Um, and I've come up with one recently. If you want to hear my pitch for it. Okay. Yes. No, no one wants that. What, what okay. is that? Uh, saying? Yes, yes. serenaders. Right we'll do okay. we'll have friend. Regale us. So working title is The Christmas Kiss or something like that. Love it. I'm in. And it starts with um, One Christmas, this thing of mistletoe (laughs) wants really badly to stop being the person that helps people get kissed but to himself be kissed so he transforms into a very handsome um person whose name is going to be mr toe (laughs) (laughs) nailed it okay and it's basically um like it's the story is like a gentler version of shallow how no not shallow how what's the one where um dane cook is um oh uh, good luck chuck. Chuck. Good yeah. Luck chuck. Yeah. so he in order to be transformed into a real boy he has to get a crit a kiss before the next christmas and it's all about his adventures uh trying to get someone to fall in love with them um but unfortunately he is better able at matchmaking than to himself find a match and then blah 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 obviously he goes to the small uh, town with a cookie factory that's um <laughs> in disrepair and he has to fall in love with and find reciprocal love from the local um, like mayor, I guess, who's a single mother uh, who lost her husband to topical disease uh, several years ago. And she's still haunted by his loss, but not so much so that she can't, by the end of the movie, um, kiss Mr. Toe and bring him into being a real boy. So what is the like what's the issue they're going to hit there's got to be some sort of hiccup there's got to be something they have to get over what what is the conflict she's emotionally unavailable yeah i think it's okay. that she's uh, she's very much a career driven woman who has to dedicate herself to 
um, her child who is very handsome and has like a scruffy uh, mop of like blonde hair uh, that you can easily muss up. And there's also the kind of the haunted, like, uh, like the fact that Mr. Toe is always alluding to the fact that he's not really from this world and maybe he's going to get whisked away. Like she's always worried that he's going to leave just like her last husband did. Okay. Okay. Moral of the story is going to be stay in your fucking lane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the end of the movie, obviously he reverts to uh, the mistletoe that he was, he ought to have been. No, it would be great if the sequel um, they have kids together and the kids are like these horrible human, like human plant, plant hybrids. <laughs> they're just like these disgusting misshapen. No, that would, that would be the lifetime movie sequel. But they're like, yeah, but they're like uh, Aquaman. They can communicate with plants. So they're like Swamp Thing. Yeah. They communicate yeah, yeah, with plants. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. fight crime. There you go. Oh, what if the, what if one Full of circle. them is like Poison Ivy? There you go. Yeah. yeah. And, you well, could totally anyway. write a comic for this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Comic spinoff of the Hallmark movie. That's classic. <laughs> That'll yeah. sell. That's the model. That'll definitely sell. Yeah, for That's sure. It's it's going to be the Hallmark uh, cinematic universe that we're we're creating <laughs> here. Anyway, still working on the low names. Loki. That would actually be like a good children's book. Like I feel versus a, a Hallmark movie. I think I think you got something there, Brian. Who well, would I wanted play? To, I, I just I want to write a Tell. Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. Who would play Mister Toe? Um, obviously John Ham. Okay. Yes. Who's the I mayor? was going to say The Rock, but I guess that's a good second choice. <laughs> the Rock, I, yeah. I always think Juliana, is it Julianne Ho would be like a great uh, like great mayor because you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of course. And she would she'd always be wearing uh, outfits that even though it's like the dead of winter in this like Christmas town, she's always showing off her midriff. <laughs> I saw, for some reason in my head when you started going over this, I saw... Uh, Wallace Shawn. Do you know who Wallace Shawn is? Wallace Shawn. He's the uh, he's the Italian or the Sicilian from Princess Bride. Uh, okay. He was the uh, yeah, yeah yeah the voice of Rex from yes. Toy Story. It's a little balding guy. Oh my God, that's Rex. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you didn't know that was Rex. No, uh, and but so, now it, it's perfect, right? Like, like yeah, oh, yeah that's I can't, him. I can't unhear it now. <laughs> like, I could see him doing it, like just his voice as mistletoe, and so good. that, the, and so that, like, creates that kind of little extra hard to because he's older, and whoever he's going to be going after is going to be older. So it's like one of those things where. They're kind of done with love in their life, and he's trying to find love for the first time, but he like looks older and stuff like that. That for the, the only reason, problem is, in order for it to be a Hallmark movie, they have to be young, um, and good-looking. both yeah, very young and good looking, and dead eyed. Oh, <laughs> fair, soulless, basically. Yeah, awesome. they have to look like they so are three rungs down from being on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> but that's not John Hamm. Well, I know, but I, I just I, I want it to be. A he very just handsome, wants John Hamm. Yeah, I just, I just want I want to be able to like say no, John Hamm. You need to say the line like this. Like <laughs> I give he, John Hamm. Notes. That's not how Is I going to be shirtless at all, John. What's that? Is he going to be shirtless? No, John Hamm's physique is not his selling point. It's just his like. He'll be in a suit probably. Most yeah, of the time. he'll be in a suit the whole time, or like a really good sweater, like a sweater situation. Nice winter turtleneck, coat. maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably, probably. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. 
rant rant over. So while you say that Kathleen likes to go rogue, we uh, will go on uh, rants and tangents. And so we'll get way off topic and then <laughs> we have to get reeled back in. Oh, no, I, I had notes on this. I I planned to reveal my my, uh, my first <laughs> that was draft. plan all along. It's a plan. Oh, workshopping. <laughs> Look at you planning. No, I, I had no idea. <laughs> like I made it all up. Uh, well, awesome. What uh, does anybody have anything else to uh, to add to the Christmas movie topic today? I'll add one last thing to the hallmark. I think that it is um, pretty common to watch one of those movies and think I can write one better. than this. <laughs> So I think you should go for it. Follow your dreams, Brian. I believe I'm in gonna. you. I loved that story. So I'm in. How do you I'm pitch? in as well. Is there surely the website just advises you how to pitch copy to scroll and hit and and hit the help button how and then when it says contact us you just dump your first dm every single like candace cameron everyone that's on all the all Gretchen the... from mean girls yeah right just be like <laughs> i have this great idea you can be the mayor if you like it <laughs> if you like it and guess what you get to kiss john ham oh my gosh <laughs> i would, i would take that <laughs> old he's so he's so charming even one more one more Christmas topic while he's discovering how to get yeah, famous. Yeah, yeah, he's over there doing his own thing. Um worst Christmas movie. Jingle mm. all the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thinking of my answer. I also picked Die Hard. <laughs> wow. Kevin, what you got? You know, I I mean, take all the homework ones out of them, right? I've seen some absolute fucking trash fires. Um, you know what I didn't like that I thought I was gonna like was Noel on Disney Plus with like Anna Kendrick in it. I don't I do love her, but mm. right. And so you're like, this is this is gonna hit, right? It's it's Anna Kendrick while switch you read a script and it'd be bad. And I also think she has pretty good comedic beats, but nah, I did not like it. So that that's the first one that comes to mind. Fair. I, I've never seen that one, to be honest. I haven't either. I'm yeah, I'm I'm up I do I do like Anna Kendrick a lot, but like two years ago, yeah. I think it was like one of the first things that they had, like one of the first originals that Disney Original, Plus had, yeah. And like they like really promoted it because they didn't have shit else uh, from original content. Yeah. And so like this, and yeah, I remember. I think I watched like the first twenty minutes. I was like, no, we're done here, <laughs> which is which is very uncharacteristic of me. Like I'm trying to think, like. I can't even specifically say that it sucks. I just can tell you that I that I turned it off because I thought it sucked. And that would be movies like Christmas with the Cranks was one for me that was like mm. always on. That's and Tim Allen. Sir. That's your boy. That's hot Santa. He's not Santa. So and I also remember one. It was what was it? It was with like. It wasn't Vince Vaughn, I don't think. Yeah. It was Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn. Well, Fred Claus, I I, I don't I remember four Christmases. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. It's not yeah. it's not that good. Yeah. And it's, I don't I've again, I can't I don't want to throw shade at things that I haven't really seen the whole thing. But yeah, I remember not not enjoying them and turning them off. That's fair. Brian, how'd your uh, search adventure go over there? Uh, I am about one point five million dollars short of being able to uh, make a Hallmark movie. So that's that's going to be a Kickstarter going. Well, uh, a couple bucks get you a little yeah. closer there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, out. I appreciate. We want that. we want executive producer credits though, at least. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't now, know. I don't know if I want my name on this. 
I definitely yes. do. I'll be so. a silent. I'll be a silent partner unless it does well. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be a noisy partner. <laughs> hey, yeah, you so remember when I remember when I was there when you pitched this? <laughs> I gave you notes. So the notes I think, were don't do it. So let me. I'll finish out that worst Christmas movie thought. Um, I I I kind of am gonna shit on the Polar Express That's because of, because of the it. dead eyes. Yeah, uh, it yeah. freaks me out. Um, but another one that came to mind was uh, Jack Frost. Yeah. Yeah. I was Ooh. thinking of that too. I remember that movie. Keaton, I remember right? it. Yeah. It's Keaton. And, oh, yeah. Bad. And man, was it bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, was it bad. And like, it's one of those ones that like, it came out right at the right time for like us being kids mm-hmm. and to like it. And I saw it back then and I was like, okay. And have mm-hmm. not watched it since. So I will uh, I'll I'll throw that into the ring for for worst Christmas movie and, and and again that's barring all of the really really Hallmark bad trash, Hallmark ones yeah sure yep that I've never Where, seen yeah I just think I, I don't think you can even compare Hallmark movies to the the Any Fred because it's 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 like the difference between saying okay is this sandwich from Subway any good versus like this is just cotton candy like it's not meant <laughs> to be human food. That you would have for a meal like this is something that you you do because you love your girlfriend or wife like you it's 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 punishment for you <laughs> anyway that's why oh. i want to make these movies like a really gratuitous sex scene or like, like an action like a like a car also chase for some reason you, well you can have like a campy car chase and it's like two beaters in the snow and they're not going real fast and they're like racing to like the town center to get married or something. You know, that's, that's about the epitome of action for all. No, I would, I would imagine like just in the middle of the movie, like no, no setup at all. Vin Diesel just shows up. He goes, it's about family. And then he just like drives <laughs> off real fast. I don't know why I just thought that would be cool. Well, you got a big budget for this. <laughs> Vin Diesel's falling on hard times. So I'm going to exploit the hell out of that. <laughs> Isaiah, I feel like he gets paid a billion dollars. No, nah, he's good. He's doing fine, man, with Groot and Fist. Yeah. 22, that's coming out soon. Hey, hey Vin, yeah. you uh, you want to be in this movie? <laughs> I can't yeah. pay shit. John Hamm's in it, though. Riddick movie yeah. for you. Yeah, that's how exactly. you sell stuff. Oh. It's like, hey, look, so the lead's going to be John Hamm. So we got want... John Hamm and Candace Cameron signed right now. Boom. So do you want to be a part of this or no? You we'll in or not? Else. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, too funny. All right. Who wants to do the outro? Yeah. Nose goes. Nose goes. Give ah, yeah. me. I mean, do I do an outro <laughs> for your guys? Show? He's like, which one am I outroing? <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. I wanted to thank Outros. the hosts, two of the hosts from Bingetown TV, the podcast. Make sure you check out their stuff. We'll link all of their uh, stuff here, their social media. Uh, their podcast link as well. Make sure you give them a follow. Drop a five star on their stuff. Drop a five star on our stuff. Tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. Apple Podcast five star. Do it. Kathleen, Jim, any uh, any final thoughts? Any final words? No. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank me you so much Christmas for having mood. us on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, you, you guys have an open invitation to come on to our podcast. Any TV shows you want to talk specifically? We have a series called Pitch Town TV where you guys can pitch a pilot of a show to us to oh, right get us into Brian's it. 
Um, so we've done a few of them. That's where Winona mm-hmm. came from. The OA we did, Outlander. There's a lot that are coming up. So if you guys have any interest in that, open invitation. Up. Or if you guys just want to talk any uh, TV, always welcome, guys. Thanks again for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. And definitely going to take you guys up on that. That was such a fun episode to record with the guys from the Nerd Nostalgia podcast. They will definitely guest on our podcast sometime soon, and we can't wait. Be sure to check them out on social media at nerd.nostalgia, and you can also find them on any of your favorite podcast apps. We are Benchtown TV. Happy holidays, and thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.